Hi everyone, this is Neil Thompson from the Inside Oz podcast. As you know, the guys are raising money for Sheffield Children's Hospital, and you can donate online through their Just Giving page. If you donate, you can unlock huge bonus episodes from the guys, as well as other perks. Head on over to www.justgiving.com forward slash royalgrumble to donate whatever you can. There isn't a set amount to donate, it's completely up to you, and you can also see all the information regarding the bonus content. All donations go directly to Sheffield Children's Hospital. It's a great cause, so give whatever you can. Thank you. Let's get ready to grumble! Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the Royal Grumble. I am your host, Graham, and sitting directly across me, crossing his legs and putting his feet up in the air, just like Jacob Rees-Mogg, it's Dan. Hi. Are you I'm, just... I'm here to... Uh, I forgot the word, Parliament. Yeah, Parliament in... Par- is Parliament in... All I, I'm holding life. up Parliament. Holding Order! Up Order! That was, I mean, that was way that too clipped. Yeah. <laughs> Hiya. Daryl's here. I've been, his... I've been watching season one at Parliament, mate. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> it's right good, isn't it? Still going on, isn't it? Yeah. Right. I, so... I genuinely got home because I, I was at work and I checked my phone and saw that the MP had crossed the like crossed the floor during his speech. Yeah, like the big the biggest turn angle of the week was in the Houses of Parliament. Yeah. But the best part about that is his speech went on for nearly an hour, didn't it? I don't know. It was that. really long. And during that entire speech he must have been the last person in the country to find out that the Tories had lost their majority in that moment. Because he he was still speaking for like another... He was still speaking by the time I got home. So, it, oh, it's well, beautiful. As it, as it happens, it's like... Uh, uh, um, it's, it's like Ben Swain on Newsnight, isn't it? It's like, he's <laughs> got a mega blink. <laughs> the cameramen are laughing. <laughs> I, love, I wish more people knew that line. I really do. <laughs> Do you know that line, Daryl? No. No, see, that's why I wish more people... Cause you you don't deserve it. to fucking live. <laughs> he didn't say fucking... Me... Get it right. My favourite bit of Parliament, thanks for asking, yeah. is uh, when they have to do um, the votes, and he shouts, Division! Clear the lobby! <laughs> then, they, then, they, then they do it. Uh, I went to see this house at the Sheffield Lyceum last year, and I got last-minute tickets that happened to be on the stage. So I was sat in the parliamentary seats on the side of the stage... And during a bit where there was a vote, I was sat on the Labour side of the stage and they came up to us and said, by the way, you've got to vote in this. So when when he asked for the yeas, all you guys have got to go, yay, like you're in Parliament. And I got to be part of the show. It was kind of cool. OK, see, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm the like understudy to Graham's thespian. Did you did you claim your expenses, though? Because, I mean, if you've sat in the seats, <laughs> I think you're allowed to have a moat. <laughs> The worst part about it is during while the performance was going on, because we had those seats, we couldn't get up to go to the toilet or anything because we were on stage. Oh dear, that was bad. You're not allowed parliamentary recess. Well, there was a there was an intermission. Uh, I chatted to one of the actors because they came over saying hi and everything. Brilliant. You're quite cool. <laughs> the canvassing trying to trying to get your support in it. This house is a very good play, by the way. If it ever comes to your town, you should watch it. Do you know what? It's not about an actual house either, is it? It's about the House of Parliament. So it, it's about when the last no confidence vote was successful in what, the this seven, week in the 80s. Oh, this week. Is it this week? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. See? We're current affairs. Literally by the time we oh, release. Ha- 
the first lot of voting happened already. Right. How's, how's that gone? Have they right, said? Yeah, the, the eyes have it. The eyes have it. <laughs> no, 100%. Like the, the first lot of voting, the eyes have it. So it, this is the legislation. We're recording as they're doing. They're trying to pass the legislation to block no deal. And the first vote was at five, and the second vote was at seven. Yeah, the first vote, the, the eyes won. 100%. So the yeah, legislation right. won. Yeah, it's an attempt to pass legislation that blocks a no deal breaks it. Yeah, so, yeah. And there's um, a second vote to do with it at seven and then if both those votes are successful at oh no, nine o'clock at nine o'clock um is the vote to decide whether they'll be doing a general election so basically um by the time this podcast released we could be miles out of date yeah and it's not necessarily about it's being a completely new feeling that we're <laughs> usually so up to date with the news i was so happy when that thing came out about the belt which we'll talk about later yeah before we recorded <laughs> but yeah, that was good of them really wasn't it but then we might not have much of a country left if the, if you know votes go certain ways or whatever. So I was thinking we'd just lie and say it had been found, and then if it had been found, so much the merrier. <laughs> so yeah, the uh, the AEW champion uh, lost his belt. I don't mean he lost it in a title match. I mean he straight up lost it <laughs> while he was dining at Longhorn Steakhouse. Yeah, Jericho was drunk and left it. <laughs> he left it in a limo, and that sounds really fancy, but a limo is just a posh taxi. He left his belt in a taxi. Yeah. How do you lose that title though? It's massive. Have you read uh, Have you read any of Jericho's books? Yeah. Right. In those books, he refers to like basically what happens when he gets pissed as drunkico. I think this is like nuclear drunkico. This is like yeah. ultimate drunkico. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was he was on uh, champagne, weren't he? Bit of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get on that, aren't we? Because like everyone else is on it, we're miles behind, so we might as well. Yeah. yeah. Even Becky, when I got home from work today, said. I've been watching tons of these like videos that have been made of on the bubbly, just all these different songs which have just added that quote into it. Can't go wrong with a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> so all those songs, by the way, are better than every fuzzy song. So yep, let's not forget that. Uh, yeah, so he lost his belt. Uh, it, it basically, which, was the... can I just say, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is funny, <laughs> and and it's way better than him, him having the belt as well. Yeah, because it just opens up so many angles, doesn't it? Well, it does now, yeah. Because yeah. basically they found it since, but they they found it, posted on Facebook, we found it, and then I reckon what's happened is AEW gone. Uh, can you not? Now, technically, I think it's also partly to do with the fact that because Jericho's the one who reported it missing, he actually has to be the one who says, "Yeah, that's it." But there's a picture of a like a a Tallahassee uh, state trooper, uh, or no, not state trooper, Tallahassee police officer with the belt. <laughs> They're all going to be strutting it about, aren't they? When I saw that, I thought there's every chance this is just a photo of like some fan at like a fan fest or something afterwards, but that apparently didn't exist. So, mm. yeah, strutting all over the place, aren't they? Sorry, I'm just checking on the uh, news on the voting. Apparently, yeah. there's ten amendments to vote for. <laughs> Only the ten. That'd be nice yeah. and simple then. The um, <coughs> the the other belt got revealed as well, didn't it? Uh, thingy, Brandy Rhodes. Woman wrestler extraordinaire. Oh yeah, showed us pictures of it and that. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's a belt. Yeah, it's just a belt in it. I don't think I'm that keen on their designs, to be honest. I think I mentioned that about the AEW one before, but I think it's. I thought it'd grow on me, and actually, if anything, it, I'm probably less keen on it now. I think it it's just before. the logo. The logo stands out a bit too much on it. I think if it was the same coloring and design, if it was like just gold rather than a different slight coloring. It'd fit in better and it'd look like a lot better. I don't like the little bits at the side, they're too big. The whole belt's massive. Well, yeah, but 
Okay. Even uh, Aubrey Edwards, the referee, helped when um, she posted the picture. Girl Hebner. Yeah, Girl Hebner. Um, post the thing saying... It's not Oz, by the way. That's that's what she actually calls herself. <laughs> saying, um, all out fear, all, such an amazing moment. All I was thinking was, don't drop the belt, don't drop the belt, don't drop the belt, don't drop the belt. <laughs> it was massive. I know some people who think about think like that. I like the belt. I think Jeff Jarrett used to think about that. I was about to ask you, you see, because <laughs> you... Uh, that was you, a good one, Matt. You're a resident, like, belt mark. Yeah, maybe. I like the belt. It's all right. Well, okay. Well, I guess the eyes have it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm defeated by a ratio of two to one. See, what's happened is is uh, Daryl's crossed the floor. <laughs> oh, he's not crossed the floor again, has he? Because that's where I used to sit. And now I'm in the area where he used to sit, but you're still in your old seat. What, what are you implying? I'm... You're saying I can't move on? I can <laughs> move on, and I will. Look, AEW all out. Let's move on. AEW. You watched the pre-show? No. Oh, good. Uh, I'm a bit was... gutted because there was a few interesting bits in the uh, Casino Battle Royale. No, there weren't. Uh, well, I Jazz... mean, it might have been, but it's still a terrible concept. Jazz so, was in it, different. which is cool. Jazz, the wild yeah. card was Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was this story that's come out about um, Sadie Gibbs, if you guys know what happened there. Right. So her and her and B Priestley have this thing going back. They have previous. They? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kim and when we lost Bray said all those things about um, Sadie Gibbs when she was in stardom. Yeah, yeah. That she couldn't cut it. But the actual reason she went home is because like a family member died, yeah. and she wanted to be back for the funeral. Um, in, during the match, it looks like B Priestley sandbags her and is no selling her. And apparently, afterwards, backstage, Sadie Gibbs swung on her. Uh, I mean, all I'm going to say is B Priestley knows how to play the politics game right because when you're in the ring, like <laughs> she can just deny that she was sandbagging her. And uh, she's she's got in her head so much that Sadie Gibbs has swung for her. Uh, Sadie Gibbs, you're not going to have your job much longer, are you? <laughs> you play it smart. Play it smart. Get her in ring and stiffer. Are we are we calling B Priestley smart? Because I mean, she goes out with Will Osprey. Smarter than Sadie Gibbs. Well, okay, that's relative in it. Because like, she goes out with Will Osprey, so she can't be that smart. Well, no, I'm not saying she is, but she's smarter than Sadie Gibbs. Playing the game. All right then. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So the actual show. Yeah, the actual. No, show. can we talk about women for a bit more? Okay. Yes. That smiley Kylie, Kylie thingy, where Kylie smiley, Ray, smiley Miley, where, yeah, where, what's she called? Kylie Ray. Yeah, she's uh, quit and and uh, it's been given a release, yeah, and disappeared. Yeah, she's sacked off completely. Speaking of which, by the way, you know who else has quit and disappeared, don't you? Don't you? Well, your, your mate Casey Catanzaro. Oh yeah, I interviewed her. Yeah, she's sacked gone. Off. She's gone from WWE. Sheamus interviewed him. Gone. Is he actually gone? No, he's uh, he's trying. I don't to... think he's officially he's, gone. He's yet. dead to me. And yep. then. Um, Cesaro, watch out! You're next. Well, you you already <laughs> sent him down to NXT UK. So exactly, that's, that's the kind of stroke I've got. Well, yeah, Matt, please. Matt, it was a cruel twist of fate, weren't it? All I'm saying is, get ready. Please don't talk about the kind of stroke you've got. I don't want. I don't want to hear about your. We stroke. shared a room. You know what kind of stroke I've got. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, private party beat uh, Angelico and Jack Evans. By the way, in the police show. So yeah, the the opening match was the the six man we talked about. So Carl Uncensored against Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. I really love this team. There's just something that really works about... Because as a tag team, they're called a, di- a, a boy and his dinosaur. Yep. There's something that really works well about them, and Marco Stunt actually adds to them as a trio. Yeah, I must admit, I, I've turned around on that now. I, th- I thought they actually worked quite well as, as a three, so I'm okay with that now. Yeah, I really Despite enjoyed this why he was there to begin with. Next, yeah. next, yeah. So Daryl, did you see this match? I've not seen any of AEW. Okay. I've just I've seen it in gift form. 
he's in okay. uh, he's, he's in personal dispute with them because like he thought he had something and he was told specifically by Steve Carino that possession <laughs> is nine tenths of the law. Yeah. But, and all what's happened now is I've got a lawsuit on my hands. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, they won't make him champion. I don't know. It's rude, if anything. Right. This was surprisingly not match number two was Kenny Omega against Pac. Yeah, which was a really... I thought it was a really good match. I uh, think it. it's interesting because um, I think I have an idea of where they were planning to go. Mm. And now this is sort of... They've. I think they've stuck with the same result that was going to happen in this match. But I think this basically with the way that the matches worked out. You so you remember when John Moxley debuted, he attacked Chris Jericho and then attacked Kenny Omega. Yeah. I think they were going to have Moxley against Omega, and have Moxley Jericho. against Jericho. And so I wonder where that leaves things yeah. now. Presumably that, in like I, just having another rematch or something. I felt this match was more. Maybe Omega. they leave things in a limousine outside of <laughs> our backstage house. Sorry, yeah. Longhorn. I thought Omega was more back to form than he's been in previous matches. And then the way they put over Pack as strong as they did without damaging Kenny Omega really in this was really impressive. I thought it was a really good match. Kenny Omega's losing lightning. Yeah. Losing. Rubbish. Oh, where's your New Japan gone, Kenny? Oh, you'd think he'd book himself strong, wouldn't you? Well, maybe he's showing that he's not selfish like other people with their thrones and their hammers. <laughs> And the dogs. Uh, right, okay. We'll be talking about that. <laughs> uh, the next next up was the right. So I didn't realize they were sponsored by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you didn't? No. Not well, until not until jo- the show. Janela's match last year was sponsored by Cracker Barrel as well because they used uh, the whole show was sponsored by Cracker Barrel, but the, he used the Cracker Barrel in the match. The yes. barrels they had ringside. So this year, Cracker Barrel sponsored his match. Yep. And it was Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela in a freeway. And this was nuts. Um, Cracker Barrel's an actual like restaurant chain. Like, it's not. I don't think it's well regarded, but it's a restaurant <laughs> chain nonetheless. It'd be like him getting sponsored by Frankie and Benny's over here. It's exactly what it would be like. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like Cracker Barrel's one of these like Applebee's or one of the other chains. No, that I've been go. to Applebee's. See, everything on the menu gave a warning that it contained too much salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. No, I believe you. I think just don't put it in. I think if it contains too much. Do you see who you're talking to here? <laughs> the Americans. Well, yeah, but then don't warn us. Like, <laughs> it's, it's got too much salt in it, guys. Blanket warning. It's not the salt that's normally the problem for him. It's the high fructose corn syrup. Um, yeah, they love that, a bit is, of that, don't they? Yeah, you high know, fructose corn is syrup. Is that a thing that cause, causes cancer? Uh, it's because it's really... It, it's like... I know it's that thing that uh, is banned from Mountain Dew over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason why a lot of American sweets aren't available widely over here is because they have high fructose corn syrup. It's not really used in British foods, okay? Because it's quite bad for you. Which, until, by the way, until right. we have No Deal Brexit, we have to make a deal. You know how bad they say refined sugar is. This yeah. is like super, super refined, like extra sweet mint. And by the way, by the way, stuff. if anyone ever, do you, do you remember, you remember that thing about Mexican Coke? Yeah, yeah, I've had some Mexican Coke. Right? Did it taste any different to normal Coke? No, because I've since found out that that's because it's the same as British Coke, and the only difference is the only reason it's sort of like made to be a big thing is that in america they don't have sugar in their coke they have high fructose corn syrup so that I, explains everything yeah i'm sure <laughs> it does because like in donny there's in fact close to the old one-up games shop yeah. there's a like a place that does like american sweets and drinks and stuff like that and they got a case or got a few cases of mexican coke in so i told my dad i said it's meant to be really good mexican coke so like he said it's expensive but i'll get a bottle and we'll share it 
So I went home to see him. He cracked bottle and, and half each in a glass. Well, I'll try it. No different. No Just different. Coke, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Is that, is that's why then. The legit. That's why. That's be, right, So when cause... I paid five pound for a bottle <laughs> for a bottle of, <laughs> of British Coke, <laughs> oh. I cannot. I'm gonna text him now so then we might get his reaction. Uh, <laughs> don't text him now. What? Ring him. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you can't on put, speakerphone. No. Oh, no. you know what? As no. much as I love to do it, you, know, you can't put Earth P on there. So it's not no, fair. no. Because I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I'll be on phone for like two hours if, uh, <laughs> if I phone him. I still, th- I still do, right, I, I don't know if we'll ever be able to do it logistically, but I still do want to get all our dads to do something at some point. Just all <laughs> oh, together, no. sit them down and show them something wrestling related and just see how they react. Because you... your dad will be the most clued up by a long way. Yeah, yeah the... the it, depending, like my dad stopped watching wrestling around like '06, so well, there's a lot find of stuff something seen. like daft that we enjoy that they'll just either think is amazing or thinks ridiculous. I, I'd love to do that. You you've met my dad before once, yeah, yeah. You didn't introduce us, mate. He introduced himself <coughs> to us. We didn't know who we were. Yeah, he's not the most talkative bloke. No, nope. <laughs> no, no. But you didn't. No, the point is you didn't introduce him to no, us. No, I mean not in terms of that. I just mean in terms of Graham's oh, idea. Right. He's not the most to- most talkative bloke. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. It's all right. We'll, we'll just we'll just ask. Yeah, don't worry. My, my dad's done enough talking for everybody. My dad somehow managed to leave the TV on static last year. He got left alone with the remote and couldn't figure out how to turn Sky on, so just left the TV on static. TVs don't have static well, channels that, how anymore. Did you find static? Yeah. That's how bad he didn't know how to use the Sky Remote. I don't know how he did it. Anyway, Joey Janela, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela had a ridiculous match involving Joey Janella, staples. Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to apologize to me, mate. This isn't for me. This is for you. Um, the craziest spot of the match for me was Darby Allen doing the coffin drop onto a cracker barrel. Onto yeah. a cracker barrel because Jimmy Havoc moved. And Darby Allen just ate shit. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Oh. By the way, how many more of these sweary episodes have we got left? Because I don't think we've got many. I'm not sure. We need uh. to check that. Please donate. <laughs> <laughs> you see, if you don't donate, you hate kids and you want them to die. There we go. <laughs> what? We had an email from someone we are... related to the yeah, I... this week. I'll just bleep this bit out then. I, if you I, don't I've like been it. leaving it for you to answer because it was your idea. What was that? Uh, we keep getting emails from. Um, yeah, the... I don't check the inbox. Okay. If so you go on you, it... say you keep leaving it to me. I've I've not checked, so okay. I get notifications. They're probably thinking we did it by accident by this point. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they want to send us a pack of extra fundraising materials and stuff, and want to know if we can if they can assist us in our fundraising efforts. They clearly haven't listened yet, have they? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's the Jimmy Abbott one. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. What Jimmy Abbott getting a win. Yeah. What's the point though? I thought you it was know, there as kind of job boy, but no, he gets the win, and it's pretty good for him going into this, the last big show before they're on TV. Uh, right, the Dark Order against Best Friends. Yeah, I've what's defend... point of Dark Order? Yeah, like, I, I've defended them a lot. Time. I think Evil Luna was great. I, I really do like him, but then the Dark Order is Evil Uno and Stu. Why is he called Uno? Because he was player, I yeah. No, I know. I know. But yeah. You see what I mean? This is this again. This is more of my issue. Is well, like... then again, his name is just the evil one, because he's got lucha mask. So Uno, yeah. Right. That'd be the context, I guess. Mm, I suppose. Um, who's his mate? All the moves. Stu are Grayson. Out. Stuart Grayson is his tag partner. Oh. He used to be player Doss, but now he's Stuart Grayson. 
It just seems weird. The Dark Order with Stuart Grayson. Lots of their moves are named after like video game stuff, but nothing that they do relates to that anymore. He comes out dressed as, uh, is it Vega? Yeah. And then they have the Creepers there as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Ramon. (laughs) Uh. um, Do you remember Ramon Vega? Yeah. Yeah, good. I assume you won't know who he is. No, I just said yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's a Spurs player. Okay. Love a bit of Spurs, don't you? Yeah, what do you think of Tottenham? Uh, I'm not going to answer that, Daryl. Did he dive? <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. What What I like is that... Gary Lineker doesn't think so. <laughs> is they, they, they showed Harry Kane a video of himself diving. He's like, well, you know, it could have been given either way. No, it couldn't. No, it right. couldn't, you liar. By the way, uh, if we're talking about English strikers like Gary Lineker and Harry Kane, can we talk about the second best Brit rest <laughs> moment of the week, which is Shearer versus Owen, the feud escalates. <laughs> so we had... I thought you were going to mention Oliver Norwood making his pro wrestling debut. He's going to be a pro wrestling show. What? Yeah, someone's announced a show where Oliver Norwood's the guest of honour because of his goal celebrations. Oh, do you know, when you said Oliver Norwood, in my head I went the, that one that's at United. So... No, Ipswich Town. Yeah, yeah. The guy who yeah, did the... Oh, well. Uh, on him. Rock. He did the people's elbow as his goal celebration on so Twitter. So now he's going to a British wrestling show, and he's yeah. done the uh, the Stone Cold thing in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. But yeah, um, Shearer Owen's been quite fun. Turns out Michael Owen does have a personality. Yeah, and it's not very nice. Who saw that coming, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm I'm always going to side with Alan Shearer, like over someone who's only seen eight films in his life. But then Michael Owen doesn't like films. Can we just can we can we address that? I know it's again not wrestling related, but it is feud related, so that's close enough. Michael Owen doesn't like films. He said, "I don't like films. I think I've only sat through seven or eight in my life." I, d- I don't. Know. One of the films he sat through is Cool Runnings, <laughs> and he 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 split up with his girlfriend, or I don't. He were married to her, or his partner, whatever. He split up with his partner, and then. They got back together, and like one of the first, de- imagine that one of the first dates when they got back together is they went to watch Cool Runnings together, and he says he got five minutes in and he hated it, and it, <laughs> but he, but he la- he said I laughed in the bits that she laughed, uh, so she thought I enjoyed it. <laughs> imagine being so robotic you can't even see a joke. He's the worst commentator on a station that has Robbie Savage. Yeah, right, but then he did he did my Alan Shearer in the argument though. I'm working under the assumption that right, this is where you got it from. Like the, it's like an article. Yeah, an article yeah. where he reviews the films he's actually seen. Yeah. Have I misremembered it? Have I mandal- no, no, you're it? absolutely okay. right. No, um, he talks about he's seen all the Rockies. So if you imagine, half of all the films he's seen are Rockies. <laughs> and he also says he's watched Creed, right? Rocky Four's his favourite. All right. I'll allow that. Yes. Didn't like Rocky One, it's rubbish. Rocky, oh. who don't like Rocky One? Michael Owen, clearly, because he don't like films. But wait, imagine watching the first Rocky, thinking this is a bit crap, but there's five more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I better watch. <laughs> Let's just be clear: what's everyone's order on the Rocky films? I feel like this is important. Well, in terms of the order to watch it, like Star Wars, or do you mean the no, order no, uh, the, your order of preference? Like... Okay, um, I'll be honest with you: I really like Rocky One, but so personally, I think Rocky One's the best one, but. I, I I'm willing to be four, argued six, one two three five. Yeah, I'm willing to be argued that four's the four's the best. It's just that uh, I like one. Four one two six three five. Why is three so low? You got two above six. I quite like six. I was. It's all right, but I, 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 I quite like number two as well. We're right? all in agreement that five's the worst, though, aren't we? Yeah, well, five yeah, is I mean, the worst. Yeah. Five, five, five's not Rocky Five though, is it? Like it just goes Rocky one through four, and then Rocky Balboa. That's that's the, yeah. that's the rule. <laughs> I saw Rocky. I saw Rocky five in. Uh, I want to say it was Germany or somewhere where I went um, on a ski trip. It was on before I saw Cole Thornfield. 
That's all. I don't think <laughs> was, was it the one Sylvester Stallone did before his acting career took off? No, I don't think it was Sylvester Stallone. I no, I think it was just because I I specifically remember because it was it was dubbed over in the language whatever, but jab must have been the same. So it's this it's this person in this very accented voice like shouting Rocky blah blah blah. I don't know what he's saying, and then he goes jab jab. <laughs> I specifically remember him having that fight with Tommy Gunn at the end. No escape. Tommy Gunn. Do you, do you know about Tommy Gunn by the way? What about the, the guy who played Tommy Gunn? Um, first of all, isn't his real name Tommy something? But anyway, oh, um, he was the one who got HIV and then said he didn't have it. Said he prayed it away. He hadn't got HIV and kept telling people, but he wouldn't take a test. Talking of praying things away, did you see that that guy that thinks you could pray gay away come out as gay? Yeah, no, yeah. He, he he was one of the like, like the first people to start building these conversion camps, and he's come out as gay. It's oh, they always end up gay. All these like proper religious people who really hate gay people, it's because they've got the repressed feelings. Just live your life. Stop being weird. There you go. It's Tommy, Tommy Morrison's his real name. And um, yeah, he tested positive for HIV in 1996 when he, so he had to retire from boxing, but he told people he didn't have it anymore. Basically, dis- disputed claims they tested positive. Um, and then uh, in a completely unrelated incident, seven years later, he had AIDS and died. <laughs> I didn't know he was dead. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's been he's been dead for six years because so, he, yeah. he had HIV, even though told everybody, no, it's gone. I didn't have it. I didn't have it in the first place, but he really did because he had AIDS later. So while we don't really get the Dark Order, and it seems to be a common theme that a lot of people kind of like, we don't really get this now. It's it, They're getting this big monster push, and it doesn't really make sense. The Best Friends are still a great tag team, and they added a third member when at the end of their match, Orange Cassidy appeared. Did a tope onto all the creepers, got up, got back in the ring, and did a kip up, and never took his hands out of his pockets, and his sunglasses didn't come off either. He did all that without his hands ever leaving his pockets. That's amazing. I mean, sunglasses thing's pretty cool. Yeah. I give him that. Do you do you get orange Cassidy or do you not? I like him as a comedy spot. I just don't think weekly on TV. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to. I think he might have to be like literally, you know, because he showed up in this. I think he might. You can also you can work that into his gimmick. He's like, oh, Orange Cassidy was supposed to have a match this week, but he just straight up hasn't shown up. <laughs> you could do that for weeks on end, and then he pops up like the person who he's supposed to, to wrestle have on... the original match. Yeah, if you imagine if he's supposed to wrestle on the first show, and he just doesn't turn up, then like four weeks later halfway through a segment you could just pop up and go right i'll have my match with uh, adam page now <laughs> just like <laughs> so I, I think there's ways you can work around it but i, I totally get what you mean i know um i'd recommend people if they haven't seen some of his matches from beyond because they did a really great job of having him on every show having really good matches because it's the thing that his opponents yeah, underestimate yeah, but what him. i'm looking at is i'm looking at so right so somebody who i work with Stop watching wrestling in the Attitude Era, like legit, mm. just just because he, he his parents cancelled Sky or whatever. Yeah. He didn't hate, don't hate it or anything. And he said to me, he, he said to me before uh, All Out, he said, "Oh, I'm going to be mates to watch this AEW thing." Um, I've like he said, "Can you send me a, a few matches?" So I, I sent him like some stuff that were on YouTube with Jericho in it and Kenny Omega mm. and people like that. And he said, "I'm going to start watching it because I can watch it from the beginning." I don't feel like I've missed out on anything. I get that. Recommending people watch, and I'm not, I know you were kind of just telling us to do it, but yeah. I think recommending people watch stuff from beyond wrestling mm. don't fly for that kind of fan. No, it doesn't. They've I already agree. got you. Yeah, like you're already sold on it. 
I'm already sold on it to a certain extent. It's people like him that they need to pull in. And I'm not saying that Orange Cassidy is crap. I'm just saying that I'm not... And I'm willing to be proved wrong. I'm just not sure how how he works. In, in a bigger company, he's got a place, but it's probably not main eventing. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, but I know he's not in a main event position here. I'm just... I'm intrigued to how they will use him on a weekly basis, is all I'll say. Yeah. So the next match was... Uh, so um, I'm going to have to have a second to pronounce this. Hikaru Shida versus Ryo. Oh, is this Kenny Omega's mates? Yeah. Uh, this match was really good. Again, uh, I thought this match was really, really entertaining. Uh, the Josh girls have been killing it on every show. Um, the winner of this faces Nyla Rose for the inaugural, uh, inaugural AEW Women's Championship. Uh, that's led to a bit of a conversation this week with lots of stupid people. Um, some people saying that Nyla Rose shouldn't be in the women's title match due to the fact that she's transgender. Transgender women saw, are women. I saw, I saw a really good uh, um, KFAB News yeah. <laughs> article on that, which I thought just encapsulated it all. That was brilliant. I, I, need, I need to ask you a question. Okay. Right? So tran- a transgender woman, it's a legit question. It's somebody that was born a man and is transitioning to a woman. Yes. Yes? Okay. So while she wants to identify as a woman, if she was... And I'm not saying wrestling is a proper fight. I'm just saying because you're going to trans women or women. Would you be happy for somebody that's transitioning to a woman to have a UFC fight with somebody that's been a woman all their life? You mean like Fallon Fox? Yes. Um, I mean exactly I like don't... Fallon Fox. Because they've got... You mean literally Fallon yeah. Fox? Yeah, because... I don't have... Because the build is big. Uh, so I'll, yeah. I'll keep interrupting. Carry on. I, I don't have any like horse in the race on that one. Um, I believe that if her opponent is happy to fight her, then fair enough. I know that there's the whole thing with like, oh, well, if you transition later on in life, then your bone structure cause it can be stronger and different and you've got the better you've got the better frame for building muscle and all this stuff. But ultimately, she identifies as a woman now. Gender is a social construct. If her opponents are happy for her to fight in that division, then who gives a crap? Let, him, let her do it. This is a debate for a different time because we talk about wrestling that's fake, but I, I, I disagree yeah. in a combat sport. But wrestling, 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 so do what you want. Yeah, they've put, uh, they've, so they've actually done what you suggested, Daryl, in the sense that they're not keeping the sort of Joshi women separate from the rest Good. of the women's division now. So Good. that's something, isn't it? Yeah. Good. Yeah, so Rio won that match, and we get her versus Nyla Rose. She pinned Nyla Rose in the freeway on the la- on Fight for the Fallen. So it's a callback for that match, and it's Rio will be the big underdog in the match and everything. It should be a really good match, that one. Right, Cody against uh, Sean Spears. So everything about Cody's entrance is worth talking about. Yep. So first off, we have... Um, DDP, Brandy, and MJF coming to the ring with Pharaoh dressed oh, as... What word did you just say? Before Pharaoh. MJF. Coming to the ring dressed. Dressed? Dress. Rest the fashions. Carry on. So yeah, they wore Star Trek uniforms. Uh, my only issue with this... Uh, so uh, Brandy was dressed as Seven of Nine, um, and the other two were dressed as officers. My That's only issue... Cody, Cody, like... Yeah fantasy or fetish or something in it it like, was so he could do the pe- just, picard entrance oh i don't know what's character oh i guess you could dress as seven of nine if you want to dress as seven of nine is the i mean i'm not a nerd like you lot what is is seven of nine like a fit one in star trek yeah she was a borg um who 
was no longer part of the hive, and yes, she was attractive. Was one of them plain Spock? No, no, they didn't have the fake ears on anything. Oh, My only was, problem with it... If, like, is he part, like, Vulcan or not? Like, it wasn't really a whole cohesive... It's half Vulcan, half human. Uh, look, if you want me to go home and get my book, I will. <laughs> it wasn't a full cohesive thing. The main thing I had an issue with is MJF, his character wouldn't be caught dead wearing Star Trek stuff, even if it were for Cody. Uh, He'd be making snide remarks and stuff. No, because I think if they're going to play this long game of his best mates with Cody, like he's got to sort of like do stuff that Cody wants him to do. So then when he beats him down, he's got more to whinge about. I guess so. But he, like you there should have been something behind his back of him complaining about wearing n- nerd clothes I mean, or whatever. Wait, talk about Seven of Nine. Would you like to know how uh, how Star Trek caused Barack Obama to be elected president? <gasps> yes, please tell the story. I yeah. love this one. Okay, so Seven of Nine is played by uh, an actress called uh, Jerry Ryan. That's a picture of her, by the way, because if you didn't know... She's actually back for that Star Trek Picard series. Yeah. But anyway, it's played by an actress called Jer- uh, Jerry Ryan, uh, who's married to a Republican uh, candidate, uh, Jack Ryan. Um, they were uh, they were married, but they divorced in 1999. Um, Jack Ryan then opened up a uh, a campaign to be the Illinois senator in 2003. At which point, all the sort of muck basically got raked because the the records were. Um, released about their di- their divorce um he cited that uh, um basically he cited that the, their sex life had degenerated because she spent all the time in star trek and then the she cited that he'd um asked her to perform degrading sex acts and stuff in public all of which essentially tanked his campaign uh, and he uh withdrew his candidacy to be the U- uh, to be a senator, which meant Barack Obama then won the 2004 U.S. state senator Senate election in Illinois, and the rest is history. And then the next election went on and became president. Yep. So uh, yeah. you can thank Seven of Nine or thank- Star Trek. Thanks, Seven of Nine. So yeah, so that was the first part of the entrance. The o- the other thing, so Cody Rhodes comes up and does the Picard thing from the stage. And then stands forward, and you can see Brandy and the rest of them are there with Pharaoh in the entranceway. And then Pyro goes off. And they try to bring Pharaoh out with Cody, and Pharaoh does not want any of it because they just set off fireworks next to a dog. Like Cody reckons that was <laughs> not supposed to happen at that time, but I mean, I'm not being funny. He had those fireworks set up, so it was going to happen at some point. Yeah. Don't matter where Pharaoh was, he was going to be somewhere, yeah. somewhere nearby. You, you shouldn't really have animals involved in this type of thing. I know there was a lot of people commented when Cody's had Pharaoh come out to the ring with him before. This one especially was bad because you could see Pharaoh was quite distressed by everything. And apparently Cody was very unhappy with Brandy bringing Pharaoh out at that point. He wanted Pharaoh backstage when the pyro went off. And they weren't supposed to be in the tunnel when it happened, apparently. She uh, she didn't make a great deal of effort to do out about the dog, though, did she? No, it was... She was busy standing at flipping MJF. Well, I, he were in charge at dog. Yeah. He were left like Chris Jericho with Lucy off of Triple H angle in 2002. It's a good thing this match not only had Tully Blanchard involved, but also had Arn Anderson show up. Because otherwise... Because uh, I was really annoyed about the dog, and it took me out of the match for a while. It ended up being a quite good match. So it was Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears. 
Uh, Sean Spears had Tully, Ro- Tully Blanchard in his corner. Cody Rhodes eventually had MJF in his corner. Tully kept getting involved. MJF would get involved, but would kind of cost Cody Rhodes stuff by getting involved. because And the commentary put it over is that he was inexperienced being ringside for someone and didn't really know what he was doing. But the best moment of the match came when Sean Spears is stood in the ring and Arn Anderson comes down and gives Sean Spears a big spine buster that looks spot on and everyone was chanting for Arn Anderson. It was amazing. Uh, the match finished. Cody Rhodes defeated Sean Spears. Um, another win for Cody. Uh, don't have your dog in your entrances, mate. Like, yep. And uh, we're back to three-star Cody, by the way. I thought it was a good match. when, mm. like, I, I thought it was a decent match. Dave Meltzer thought it was a good match. He thought it was better than Walter against Tyler Bate. I haven't seen Walter versus Tyler Bate. He's wrong. Judging by what people said. Yeah, he's wrong. Yeah, it sounds like he might be wrong. So he's like just straight up not even pretending he's not on the uh, AW payroll at this point. Can we quickly just talk about Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard? Yes. What's point? Uh, like old, like ageist, n- not going to have a match. Dan knows who they are. I- I've had- I met Tully Blanchard. He was very lovely. Yeah, I- I'm not opposed to having Tully Blanchard manage Sean Spears. I'm not opposed to that at mm-hmm. all, but. What's what's point? What's point having Anderson come down? They're not going to have a match. Like Arn Anderson still still cuts probably cuts best promo in AEW. To be honest, I don't <laughs> know if you, have you seen his post match promo by the way? No, I haven't. Oh yeah, yeah, he does a post match promo. Co- Cody's doing it first with with the interviewer backstage, and then Cody says, "Oh yeah, I've got to um, I've got to I've got some backstage duties I need to t- take care of, so I'll leave you with uh, my good friend Arn Anderson." Then Arn Anderson co- comes in and cuts the best promo in AEW history, <laughs> uh, even better than that really good Kenny Omega one. Like he he, he just like <laughs> like the main thing I miss about Network is I did watch a lot of old WCW on that, yeah. and like Arn but, is the man. But my point is like, I mean, we'll get onto main event and the winner of that, I'm sure. But like, what's point in having all old ones? I guess it's something to connect, like back in the day with current day and all that and yeah i don't know i i i was quite happy on anderson showed up and i I do like tully blanchard so the next match though was definitely not this one it was the lucha brothers versus the young bucks in the escalera della merte for the triple r world tag team championships that's how they kept keep saying it triple r the r championships yeah. I've seen a Canadian destroyer from a ladder onto a table. That was pretty much like the finish. Like, okay. So it's not as bad. Well, it, it's crazy. This match was ridiculous. Like, apparently, I watched the uh, backstage thing on Being the Elite this week, and they talked about how this was the worst match for them coming backstage and everyone in the locker room going, are you guys okay? Because that was a bit much. And like their mum's, their mum ringing them up to have a go at them, saying that's too far. Don't do that again. Just ridiculousness of this match. It was really, really good. Um, it was more of a spectacle than a match. I, I wouldn't know how to rate it as a match, but the spots in it and everything were superb and well, just ridiculous. We brought Dave Meltzer up. Um, he said, like this should have gone on last. Oh, he's wrong though. Uh, uh, well, yeah. Well, wait. So. When you're laying the card out, would you put in a different company's tag team titles on as the main event, or would you put the very first crowning of your very first ever champion as the main event? The only difference I'd have made in the card is I would have put a match in between this and the title match. 
Yeah. To let the crowd come down a yeah, bit to come back there's up. There's a lot of ma- you, 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 No, you, I mean, I'd yeah. have switched around the card and maybe yeah. and put one of the matches from earlier on the night here. Yeah. Just to switch things up. Maybe the Cody match to cool them down a bit. Or even just a segment. They could have had a segment to announce the TV show name or something. Oh, yeah, they've not got a name for it yet. Yeah. There's a lot of banners around uh, at StarCast that said Elite Fleet. <laughs> and I really hope it's not called Elite Fleet. <laughs> I really hope it is called Elite Fleet. <laughs> just as a rib. Elicon Fleet, that's what... Elicon Fleek, that's what... Uh, I can't even speak. What? Elite on Fleek is what it should be called. Some, something's on... What's an on Fleek when it's... On ahead? Fleek means it looks good. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm not cool with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'd probably had something in between the craziness that was this match and then the main event, but that's the only thing, like, Meltzer's very wrong about that in every way. There's no... He, he was yeah. also wrong about Enzo and Cass. Did we uh, bring that up? We yeah, definitely Triple said, H we, killed that one off, didn't he? Yeah, we definitely said that it was going to happen uh, because Meltzer said it, and then uh, I don't know if we then I don't know if we then came back and said that Meltzer was wrong. But just in case we did, it, Meltzer was wrong. Yeah, it's, uh, plans change. Yeah, <laughs> plans change, guys. Plans change. Yeah, uh, Meltzer was um, defending his whole thing about. By the way, he was having a go and going like. Oh, well, it didn't matter when Hulk Hogan and Iron Sheik or whatever uh, banging on about Kerry Von Erich or something. It's like, yeah, sure, mate. They weren't on telly, were they? Or they went on, like, pay-per-view. Exactly. So, uh, the main event for the... No, we not talked about oh, the LA... Did you talk about Oh, LAX? no, no, we haven't. Yeah, LAX so, made the debut. Yeah, at the end of the match, two guys in President Mask comes out and then they take them off to reveal it's LAX and they attack the Young Bucks. And I'm really happy. So, there was a story a few months ago that were saying their impact contracts are up. Uh, WB are very confident that they're going to sign there, but anyone who knows them thinks they're signing with AEW. And it's it seemed obvious they were signing with AEW. And they're the perfect team to bring in now that you've had these two teams talking all summer about who's the best tag team. Well, all year talking about... one of like I think we're the best tag team or you're the best tag team. Let's find out for sure. And then LAX show up and like, yeah, guys... <laughs> Like LAX are genuinely my favourite tag team in the world, so I'm very happy they've signed with AEW and the matches they can have in this company. Well, they cut. Co- oh, they they've been given a name now, and I can't remember what it is. They've given them a new name because they can't be LAX, obviously, because that's their impact name. They call them the Bariquas on the broadcast, but that's not it. It can't. Be, it can't be the Bariquas. They can't be the Bariquas, can they, Daryl? No, Lost Bariquas are a great tag, great faction from uh, 1997. Exactly, it can't be them. I'm trying to remember what their name was. I'll try and find it out. Uh, no, I don't think I'll be able to find it. I bet I'll be able to find it, but it's fine. Main event. So, yeah, the main event was... Uh, Chris Jericho versus Adam Page. Now, talking about animals shouldn't be in arenas. This horse. one went okay, but they talked for ages about maybe it's not a good idea to have a horse in a crowd like that in case it kicks off. Luckily, it didn't, but I don't know. The, the good thing about it is that afterwards it came out that the name of the horse that Adam Page gave it was Hunter Horse Helmsley. Great banter. There was a segment with him and Kip Sabian on Being the Elite where he said, oh, by the way, have you met Hunter Horse Helmsley? I uh, quite enjoyed that name. That's funny. They're really sort of mardy about that NXT, that NXT thing, aren't they? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was the throne thing, and then you could go, well, no, they're really mardy about the NXT thing, aren't they? Where have you seen that they 
um, have named them because I saw it somewhere. I, I've, I've gone on first two. I've put in Google A AEW LAX, and the first few links that come up are either Tony Khan saying, "Yeah, they can't be called uh, LAX," but then he's not said a team name. And then there's a few. The next two links I click on both said it remains to be seen what uh, what their name will be in AEW. It might be on Fightful somewhere that they've said something. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's the site I read most of the time. So yeah, the main event uh, it suffered for having gone off after the ladder match. It was an okay match, and then uh, Chris Jericho wins. Told you, told yeah. you, yeah, a bit of the Bobley to celebrate. Yeah, Chris Jericho winning the title to close out uh, their big show. Um, it, like, like I said, it makes sense, but I think I'd have rather seen Adam Page get it. Yeah, you personally would have, which yeah. is why it was the right decision to make Chris Jericho. Because if you're what we might call uh, an AEW consumer and you want a major heel as your first champion, why not Chris yeah, Jericho? that makes sense. He is the youngest AEW champion of all time, despite his age. So, well, then again, it depends who stole it, doesn't it? Yeah, did you know, on Wikipedia? It's noted on the actual AEW All Out page. With this win, Jericho became the first person to win the WWE, the WCW, and the World Heavyweight Whatever. So basically, Chris Jericho's been on uh, been on Wikipedia. Everybody, he didn't really the win Judas the WCW effect. title. The Judas Effect. He, he won it. He was won it, it the WCW it, title? It wasn't in WCW, though. Was it the though. WCW title? It was after WCW folded. That's not an answer to my question. Was it the WCW title, yes or no? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and so the did same, The Rock, yeah. and so did Kurt Angle for that one week. Yeah, it's part of the same lineage. Exactly. I dispute that. Uh, NXT. Well, you can't, because it is. <laughs> NXT from Cardiff. Right, yeah, okay. Oh, sorry. Do you want to tell us what you thought of All Out? Overall, as a show, I didn't think it was their best pay. I still think Double or Nothing's been the best show they've done. It was a really good show, and it went semi quickly. It it was still quite. It was still a long show. It could Five hours is too long, including the pre-show. Don't, yeah, they should be playing to their advantages, not. To... Yeah, they shouldn't be doing. I guess this is going to be like their WrestleMania. Like they've already announced that next year it's going to be on Labor Day weekend again, uh, in Chicago. So. Tony Khan wants to make that regular thing, apparently. Yeah, it's going to be like their biggest, one of their biggest shows. So, yeah, it was a bit long. Fair enough. Right, yeah, let's get into NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. Uh, the show that we couldn't go to because yeah, we were elsewhere. We went there, and I've so I can only talk about the first two matches really because I haven't seen the rest of the show because I had burnout by the time I'm watching this. And I watch something else instead. I can't remember what I watched. I know, but let's let's start with that. Those first two matches. Then yeah. the first match being uh, Noam Dar. Oh, I've seen three matches. Sorry, there I you go. About this Noam one. Dar against Travis Banks, former yeah. Progress Champion Travis Banks. Yeah, um, Noam Dar former came across. Go- boyfriend of Alicia Fox. <laughs> Noam Dar. Noam Dar came across as the bigger superstar in this match by far. Yeah, I like that. I like that Travis Banks got new ring gear for this. Yeah, it's uh, good, it's he's good not to got... get the new ring gear when you're laying on your back, in it, Travis Banks? <laughs> oh, lazy. That's See, what Will Ospreay says, and I have to believe him. <laughs> I really like Travis Banks, and I thought he was good in this match, but Noam Dar really outshine, outshone him in it. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, outshone him. 
Yes, that is correct. You are right. Yes, he, he did the Nova Roller to to beat him. Yeah. Cesaro, open challenge or wanted Valens Valens or whatever, but he had a bit of a confrontation with uh, Ilya Dragunov, and uh, yeah, Ilya Dragunov uh, against Cesaro basically. Dragunov come out doing his little conductor thing. I like that. I really yeah. like. He just looks mad, but in a good. He's just way. he's always on. But as soon as he enters the thing, he's just so intense. I really really like Ilya Dragunov. Um. Did you see uh, who which celebrity became a massive fan of Cesaro after this? No. So do you know who Lin Manuel Miranda is? Who? who? Lin Manuel Miranda. No. You heard of Hamilton the musical? Yeah. Okay. So the guy who wrote and starred in Hamilton uh, was in Cardiff watching NXT UK Takeover. <laughs> I do not know why, but he was, and he said he thought Cesaro was amazing because he swung. Uh, Dragging off round for more than a minute without getting dizzy. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. Oh. See, um, he's also in uh, he's also in Mary Poppins Returns, and he wrote the songs for Moana. He was in um. Uh, you've seen Kirby and Enthusiasm, haven't you? Yeah. He was in that when Larry's on about making a musical, and he's he's oh, the yeah. musical guy. I, I he's think he's also that... going to be in his Dark Materials, which is coming on. Uh, yeah, BBC he was again. on Graham Norton last week on the, at the weekend, so that's why he's over here. Yeah, yeah, um, and also because I'm pretty sure he's performing over here because Hamilton opened in the West End and he was in that as well. Uh, he's been at West End a little while. I think now, he's filming. Right? I think probably he's filming or has been filming and mm. might be promoting his Dark Materials again. Okay, in the film with the Philip Pullman books, yeah. where they turn them into series, which I'm actually really excited about because I like those books. Okay, um, I think Cesaro and Ilya Dragunov wasn't a great pairing. I thought this was a good match, but. Compared to Ilya Dragunov's intensity, Cesaro came across at points in this match as too kind of calm. It was strange. I enjoyed it, but at the same time... Uh, I don't like... think you've ever been more wrong. Okay. <laughs> I thought this match was great, and you're wrong. Stop it. <laughs> I thought they were, I thought they were a really good match for each other, and I liked the fact that Ilya Dragunov's intensity always carried him to a win over someone who's supposed to be like a higher tier than Cesaro, and hmm. I thought they really complemented one, one another very well. Do do you think that uh, Finn Balor complimented Jordan Devlin really well? I mean, it's like when you play sort of Rio against Ken, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be lots of Hadoukens and lots of uh, <laughs> lots of Shurikens. It's just going to be that, isn't it? I, I will I will say this. I I was feeling player one burnt versus out. player two. What do you expect? <laughs> I was feeling burnt out, so maybe I do need to rewatch the Spider Man meme. <laughs> I, I was more making a point that somebody from the main roster came and beat somebody off NXT UK. <laughs> Yeah, I okay. guess that would be my only concern is that... Again. Yeah. For him then to go on Raw and get beat pretty quickly as well, from what I remember. Yeah. The other problem with that is that, like, at least uh, at least John Devlin's got that thing about having a big head, whereas Dragunov hasn't been in NXT UK that often. So, like, they can't go, oh, well done, big head, you lost to Cesaro. He's supposed to be, like, intense. So I guess, I guess character-wise it didn't suit him, but yeah. I liked the match. I'm pointing to rewatch it because the next match um, I thought was just okay but a lot of people seem to think it was really really great I think the moment was a big uh, factor in this match specifically the grizzled young vets defended the NXT UK oh, no. Tag Team Championships against... there was a match before this before that it was Tony Storm Kayla Ray before this wasn't it nope no. you're wrong well I, done I, 
I thought I'd watched no. Tony Storm with Kaylee Ray. Well, you might if have. If you have, then you've watched all the matches apart from the main event. Then I don't remember a thing about this match. Then. Well, it was. You don't remember the last one standing match either because that happens before the. Did it? No, I don't. When did you watch this? On did Sunday. You even watch on this? Sunday. Yeah. When? Uh, after AEW. Had you been asleep? What? Well, like, had you fallen asleep? Like, it's I must have done. Like, uh, I don't remember either of these. I remember seeing the people come out, and I thought I'd turned it off during the tag match. Right. Well, anyway, Grizzled but... Young Vets defended the, tag, the NXT UK Tag Championships against the teams of, first of all, Gallus, the rubbish ones from Gallus. I say the rubbish ones, they're all <laughs> rubbish. Actually, no, I like Wolfgang. Sorry. Sorry, Wolfgang. <laughs> You're all right. I've, I'm indifferent to Mark Coffey. And uh, do you know what, actually? I, I'm really, I'm sort of doing them. Dirty, they really. It's just because I. Don't, uh, they're your boys, and you're letting them down. Well, oh, they're, they're not. not they're boys. not exactly as boys, are they? No, they're not really. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, the hoop. That's all. That's the reason. It's the hoops. It's, it's the little Celtic knot and everything. Don't wear. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you want to support a whole nation? Don't wear that shirt. I would say the same if Noam Dar had come out in a Blinking Rangers shirt. Would you? I wouldn't dislike him no. too much, but I would say the same. <laughs> he'd, be there. he'd have been going, my boy, no, no I'm da. He'd have been far. if he wants the support of a whole nation, don't wear that shirt. <laughs> yeah. And don't, don't... Like, the whole the whole thing is they're Scottish wrestlers, but they're a little... It's like a Celtic... No, it's like an Irish type thing. Just stop it. Anyway, yeah. But actually, you know what? Having said that, um, Joe Coffey was much better on this show than he was on the last one. So I, I, I've, I've done a bit harsh there. And I always liked Wolfgang, so he's all right. Yeah, uh, anyway, the, them and the team of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, I thought this was quite good. They had the... Someone pointed something out to me, which I hadn't noticed until now. Um, so at the previous UK takeover, which we were at, and we absolutely loved it, right? Three out of the matches had the hockey fight spot. And it seems like that might be a bit of a Zach Gibson and james drake thing because they had the hockey fight spot in this match as well you know the thing where they yeah, sort of they get grab up each and, other's heads yeah, yeah and just like pagger each other yeah. a lot yeah, yeah so that was in this match it's amazing to me that james drake was so bland as a solo guy and just he works so well in this team like grizzled young vets are such a great tag team like like i said i don't remember much about this match but having seen them quite a lot previously it is amazing the transformation james drake has made since being in this tag team and Zach Gibson's always been great, so. Well, exactly. When you've got Zach Gibson to work off of, then uh, I suppose it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? I think yeah. I was saying to you, wasn't it? I still think it's weird that Zach Gibson sort of somehow ended up in the tag division. Yeah. Like that tournament that you went to, the finalists were Travis Banks and Zach Gibson. One of them lost his opening match to someone who used to be Alicia Fox's boyfriend. And one of them is just losing his tag titles um, in a yeah uh, like a weird tag setup where because i mean it is for as much as you might it's a step down facing tyler bait and trent seven to facing these guys yeah yeah of course it is yeah so but, but like we talked about before this is essentially a uh, progress isn't it yeah it is yeah. so yeah, like is zach, zach gibson and james drake i don't know if they're still the tag champs but they were tag champs in progress yeah so it's clearly jim smallman just booking how he booked in progress only for a few more months mate i mean he booked the same main event for this show that he, he did for, <laughs> for the wembley for show wembley. yeah this one drew better though what oh <laughs> actually probably drew about the same number of people but it's a small arena so it looked better what oh <laughs> right yeah so mark andrews and uh, uh 
uh, Flash Morgan Webster won anyway. So they obviously super over in Wales. One of those rare occasions where they don't like just get the hometown people just paggered in their own hometown. Yeah, that was that was a good moment, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. they were happy. Yep, works for me. That's fine, especially if it ends up with Zach Gibson splitting off and being more of a solo guy. Probably won't. Joe Coffey against Dave Mastiff, last man standing match. Right, this match started with yeah. Th- this was th- it started really good, didn't it? Yeah, uh, like uh, again, like having had a go at Joe Coffey, I think partly because when we were there, he did the same spot twice and messed it up both times. Yeah, and he shouldn't have been in the main event anyway. Even though I got what they were going for, he shouldn't have been. Um, it was yeah. It started off with the the turnbuckle breaking. Did you see that? No, I I don't. I, it must have been playing, and I just didn't register i don't remember a single thing about yeah well the the the, the, uh, did a top rope break so like he threw him into a corner didn't he one of them threw other one into what it massive throwing coffee and yes yeah i think it was yeah yeah Yeah. and uh, like that's within the first couple of minutes of the match the the top rope breaks straight away yeah well uh, the the rope the rope doesn't break the it cut the turnbuckle come like the the actual metal bit of the turnbuckle comes away from the ring post okay uh and then you're not sure if it's meant to obviously if it's like an angle or not but it must be because Mastiff then starts beating him with metal bit, and then later on it match Joe Star Coffey's been cancelled. Has it? Yeah. Sorry. Um. I mean, it's not. It's been postponed. But the yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Um. They want to do it in the first half of October. Uh. The breeding ground show is still taking place. There's a long thing yeah, there's on the a website. Yeah, I'll have to read website. that in oh. a bit. Oh, dear. Jeez. Um, wow. Uh, just just pause it, finish. because I want yeah, to okay. read, read the statement. And I'll, Yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you in a minute, guys. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, a little bit of a strange situation there. We'll, we'll address it uh, uh, in a moment. Um, obviously, we... Uh, you know, we've we've worked very close with the guys at Breed and the situation's sort of come up, so we'll address that in a minute. I think it's probably best if we just come to the end of our talk about NXT UK TakeOver, just because we're sort of partway through that now. I know I've sort of halted the momentum, but I really, 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 really want to talk about this main event. I really want to talk about Tyler Bate against Walter and the fact that this was uh, an absolutely, like, phenomenal match. Like I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if either of you have seen it. I know you so, haven't, Daryl. I'm yeah, intent. I haven't seen it yet. I'm intending to watch it because what I've, what a lot of people are saying is that this is Tyler Bates' best performance in WWE, and considering his matches with Pete Dunne on both the first weekend and in Chicago, that's a big ask. And if it is that, then I'd be happy to watch it and happy to see it because Tyler Bates phenomenal. Right, it's the absolute sort of. It, it, they told the exact story they needed to tell right so you you think about walter you think about a powerful guy um and a dominating guy you think about tyler Bate, technically gifted but smaller so he's the sort of underdog and that's exactly what they sort of tell but they talk about you know the tyler Bate thing with his first when he won the title at uh, that one that, yeah, basically yeah. the story was like he wouldn't quit he was just had so much heart and so much that he would bring strength that people didn't know he had um and they built off of that so basically tyler Bate was having to like whenever he's lifted water up he's having to sort of exert more strength than normal and he's having to sort of really push himself push 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 himself and um walter is just like obviously showing weakness in a way that it hasn't before but also 
brutalizing him when he does attack him and so then it gets to the end um and i mean if you want to call it the one count heard around the world um when they did a one count in a wwe match they did a one count yeah oh oh man i feel like i've sort of spoiled it for you a little bit now it's great though you've got to watch it um it's exactly the sort of thing you love you will love Mm. this match um so walter has the power bomb goes to the pin on tyler tyler kicks out at one um but obviously he's he's expended all that energy that will just basically lariats him and beats him at the end and it's like it's, it's that sort of fighting spirit type thing yeah. it's very sort I, of i did see someone complain about the finish of the match and someone sh- cut the guy down straight away i think it was on the reddit post match discussion saying about how i can't believe after all that a clothesline finished it and it's like, no, it's the idea that it was the straw that broke the camel's back, that he threw everything at him and he kept kicking out, and that was just the last piece of the puzzle type of it's thing. It's very different to what you'd expect from a WWE main event. Yeah. I think where the last one went 40 minutes, and it felt like 40 minutes, this one doesn't in the same sort of way. You know, like I think we could probably agree that Done Against Coffee was too long. Uh, and I wonder if that's a bit of a mandate they've been given. Maybe, I don't know if that's by Jim Smallman or WWE to make it feel different. But this one went longer, but didn't feel, it didn't drag at any point. There was such a sort of story told within it. Um, it was phenomenal. Like, Tyler Bate is amazing. If Tyler Bate, right, you know, I've, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever you want, is like, what, five foot six or something? Mm. Five foot eight, whatever, yeah. right? If Tyler Bate is five foot whatever, I don't know, five foot four, five foot three. No, he's, uh, he's probably about five, six, five, okay. seven. So maybe, similar yeah. height, right? Similar size, right? Many people look for a long time at Brian Danielson as he was back then and went, yeah, he's really good, but he'll never work in WWE. And he did. Tyler Bates should be in exactly the same position in five, ten years or whatever because he is amazing. Like, I think I forget sometimes, <laughs> A, because he's quite young, B, because he lost the title so quickly, and C, because Pete Dunne got such attention actually Tyler Bates mint. Yeah, he's <laughs> Tyler Bates quality. And, like really, really good. And that'd be a good story to tell as well, wouldn't it? Like get getting him onto the main roster and maybe, and even if he doesn't win the world title, if he chases a world title, is that a thing of he's come from the UK. They could say they have Nigel McGuinness on there saying he used to fight in pubs when he was four. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, I assume Nigel McGuinness just says that anyway. Just what walking around. What did he say on commentary that sounded like your impression of him? I can't remember. Was it Turnbuckle? It might have been. <laughs> Turnbuckle. Yeah. I don't know. But I do know that... Oh. No, no. Because Nigel McGuinness <laughs> didn't sound like Nigel McGuinness when he said Turnbuckle. He, he sounded like Graham yeah. Moon. Di- yeah. <laughs> we, um... Do, do you remember what he said during the um during the Noam Dar match? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah right. Line, but... I mean, halfway through the... Uh, well, yeah, I know, like... I get why he did it, but it still felt a bit awkward. Partway through the the, the Noam Dar match, Noam Dar goes for the um, oh, what move was it? Basically, he goes for one of Lionheart's moves. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Nigel McGuinness goes, yeah, he learned that from his mentor Lionheart. We love you, Adrian. And things just went proper like quiet. It was like, oh man, I know what you're trying to do, but really, really, like there would be a more oblique, like there's a more tactful way to address something like that. Yeah. I was just oh what is it? Like, things just went sort of proper awkward I think Vic Joseph sort of covered yeah. for it a little bit but I was like oh man like maybe not here not now do you know what I mean uh, yeah that was a bit awkward but um, yeah uh, the whole show uh, it, 
did nothing to change my mind about the brand um in the sense that i think firmly believe this will continue to be exactly what nxt is but in a longer form and it did nothing to change my mind about the fact that i'm still annoyed that they put it on the same night as royal quest <laughs> and that yeah basically i think these takeovers are still going to be amazing and no one's going to watch the weekly tv show in between and that's just how it's going to go moving forward so yeah um before we get on to before we have a quick break and talk about royal quest even though we're going quite long on this episode uh, we should talk about the news that's come out as we're recording that uh, Starcave this weekend has been postponed. Postponed, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we um we talked with Mitch about Starcave last week. We've reviewed everything and circumstances being what they are. I, I'm not going to read the entire statement out. You can find it on BreeWrestling.co.uk. But the salient facts of this, um, Starcave won't be going ahead on this weekend, on this Sunday. It will be rearranged for a date in October. It was a licensing issue where the venue and the company, I think, were both in the under uh, believed that they had a license in place. A complaint was made to the council. It was discovered that this license was not in place, and um, it seems like they've explored other alternatives, um, looking to reschedule the show or, or find a different venue. And ultimately, I think that it's been decided that the best thing to do is to take the course of action that they have. Um, so people, if you are, if people are needing a refund, they've said they'll honor any refunds. Uh, it's just a bit of a sad state of affairs by those things. Yeah, it's it's an awful situation for them. and um... Especially the way it's gone down with the council and the licensing and all that. It's just... Yeah, it's... I know what it seems like. I know what it feels like. Feels like the old no gravity required match to me, but I, I just hope that Star Cave can go ahead in October as they're hoping. And um, yeah, we wish them all the best, obviously, because you know we have worked really sort of closely with them, and you've been to pretty much every one of their shows. I I, think, I've Dan. been to every one of their main shows. I've not been to the breeding ground shows, but they are still running on Saturday night at Hex in Sheffield. Yes, important to know that the the, yeah. the breeding ground three is still going ahead on Saturday at Sheffield. Yeah, um, with uh, Daniel Macabe versus Carlos Romo and a tournament. I'm ge- I'm guessing the tournament will Mitch still go says ahead. says Macabe, you say Macabe. Which one's right? I'm not sure. I need Probably to find him. out because <laughs> I, I watched a lot of his matches um, the other night and um, they switched between the two pronunciations. So You need to try and find an interview or something where he refers to himself in the third person. Did you notice that about the um, the Premier League, by the way? The Premier League have got all their, uh, you know, the players are now saying their own surnames. No. Uh, there's videos of the players saying their own surnames now. Okay. Uh, That's what kind of what the UFC did, apart from, so you know, for the commentators in UFC, when a fighter signs to fight in the UFC, they have them record their name. And before the, the commentators have them all on like a soundboard, so when they need when anyone's got a complicated name, they can literally hit the button and hear it in their ear, so then they pronounce it properly. Of course, the bloke on Talkspot was getting angry about this. Why? Well, Alan because... Brazil? No, oh. uh, no, the other one, um, Adrian Durham. You know, mm. the drive that basically is classic. Like, uh, I almost like it in a way because he's clearly working the role of like the heel in the. He knows how to rile people up to phone him and go, no, you're wrong. And he's like, well, I think I'm right. <laughs> um, but basically, he was going, it's something, it was, it was a little bit Brexit means Brexit. Like, it was like, yeah, okay, his name is Griezmann, but in, in our country, it's Griezmann. So just say it 
However, don't stop trying to pronounce their names right just because it's not the same thing. I wonder how he pronounces Thierry Henry because it's Henry, but it's Henri, like, in it. Do you, so, remember, do you remember the FIFA game where Henri and Henry were the same? So occasionally <laughs> if you had Henri on the team, it'd go, Henry. Yeah. But then if you had Carl Henry on the team, occasionally it go, Henri! <laughs> <laughs> Not the same type of player. <laughs> <laughs> Although Graham Stunis might seem as the same type of player. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll just skip over that one very quickly. So we were all at a show on Saturday. Yes, we were. And... Do we take a break or should we just go into it? I want to just go into Let's it go so into that you it. can't do what you want to do. <laughs> uh, Royal Quest from the Copper Box. You'll do it anyway. The Royal Quest from the Copper Box Arena uh, in London, the Olympic boxing venue. Yeah. So uh, this was the same venue where uh, KSI knocked out Joe Weller. Are you uh, Are you excited about KSI going pro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's going to get I sparked saw, out. I you saw reckon? you and Brammer tweeting each other about yeah. this. Both very excited about Yeah, KSI is going to get sparked out. Right. He, he had a fight with Logan Paul uh, in England and they had head guards on. First two rounds, Logan Paul starched him, right? Absolutely <laughs> battered him. And he were only saved because he had headgear on. Then, admittedly, KSI came back, and I think he did win the fight overall, but it were, it were a, it were it a draw. It was a draw, yeah. obviously. Weren't the fans for the next one. Clearly. But this, like, Logan Paul's a big guy, and he's been training pretty much constantly for what it seems like. KSI got fat, to the point where all his mates are calling him fat. Like, he started working out now, ready for this fight, but ever since the Logan Paul fight, he got fat. So sorry, KSI's got his brother to back him up though. So just oh, like Logan Paul. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. About that, there's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm into YouTube drama, but I don't. I don't know if the listeners want a full podcast on YouTube drama. No, no. They there, there were diss tracks. Oh, it was brilliant. So uh, just a quick thing. Can I just? I just want to say my favorite line from the diss tracks. So there's a a, a Minecraft YouTuber called Vicstar One Two Three, who's one right. of KSI's mates. Yeah. And he did a diss track response to KSI's brother. Okay. Who, as KSI's brother said some horrible things about him. So Vicstar is, um, uh, he's from Sheffield actually, um, but like he's got like Asian parents and he's Asian descent. So he said uh, something along the lines of to Deji, uh, which is KSI's brother, I've got your mum twerking for my rupees. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I quite like that. That's a good line. So you guys caught the train down to London. Yep. I just want to yeah. bring this up because how much it bugged me. Good. Um, we drove down. Voyager IPA I had, <coughs> incidentally. Oh, did you? Yeah, 500 mil can. Just chilling on the train. It's yeah. good. Five bastard hours it took because we got diverted <laughs> off the M1 onto the A1 and then off the A1 to a different motorway that was then just a dead end. And we had to drive all the way back onto the M1 to get down to London. Did, did I try and get diverted? Anyway, don't... Full enough, no Wi-Fi working. Yeah, that's good, yeah. yeah. You had a little plug socket inside Yeah, it was good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charged my phone, but yeah. Because of that drive and the CDs and offer in the car, I can say the new Ramstein album's all right. It just... I, I don't hear any progression in the music after all these years. But the new Sabaton album's pretty good. I've never been hu- huge on them. I quite enjoy their new album, and I'd recommend it to any people who like metal and World War history, because that's the whole theme of it. I, I liked all the things that I listened to because I got to choose them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, well, we've talked on. about your taste in music is uh, mid 2000s FIFA soundtracks. Well, I mean, I was talking about the podcasts and stuff that I was listening to. but Yeah. Oh, well. And then Daryl likes Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. And the Cortinas. Yeah. An, you, an Oasis. Is he an coming Oasis. at us? Is he, I think he's coming at us, Daryl. I think he's coming at us about our taste in music. Coming for you. 
<laughs> right. Shall we? Uh, shall I'm, we quite, I'm quite comfortable with my taste of music. Yeah, yeah. I'm quite happy with mine as well. Uh, just, just to, because I've been coming at you guys, I'll find out what the last album was I listened to. Oh, I was listening to Devon Townsend again. But then I've been, to a, I've been listening to a lot of Ozzy Osbourne this weekend. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like he can play whatever song he likes and it won't bother me. I'd put on a mashup of Fratelli's and Ed Sheeran and he'd lose it. They're the two things that trigger me, like two bands that trigger me the most. I generally don't mind the like, first Fratelli's album, to be honest. <sighs> well, this is crazy times down at Costello <laughs> Music, isn't it? Stop it. They are the worst Scottish band, though. There's got to be worse ones. Uh, there should be, but I don't I think imagine, there is. I see. I thought you would hate Twin Atlantic more. Uh, are they the ones I saw spot Jimmy Eat World? Probably. They sound like Nickelback. No, probably not then. Oh. Uh, I can't yeah. remember what Twin Atlantic... You've played them to me in car before, but I can't remember yeah, what they sound say, like. Yeah. Um, um, inc- incidentally, my wife... Uh, I had Twin Atlantic on in the car the other day, and my wife went, Biffy are bloody good, aren't they? I went, <laughs> yeah, they are. But this isn't them. <laughs> she mugged herself off. Bad boy. <laughs> she, uh, she also doesn't like Twin Atlantic, which makes it even funnier because she was like, this is bloody good. I was like, it's not Biffy then. <laughs> Hold on. So, my dad, dad gets music channels on because cause he's 50, so of course he does. He doesn't like our Spotify or out. And uh, he he's literally sits with music channels on at home and says to him, when, when video... Co- comes on my mum's not paying attention so she can't she's not reading bottom of the screen see who it is and he'll go who's that and her number one guess for everything if you don't know who it is her guess is spando ballet <laughs> so just one last music question before we Ray actually talk about um royal quest you two you've been driving and you've had radio one on for whatever reason your ipod's well, we not working and I see you play I, I, yeah, well, is this a hypothetical uh, situation yeah, no no I mean, so I this is something driving. that probably happened has there been a time where Radio One's been on the radio, and you've switched over to Radio Two and found a song that you like better. That happened yeah. to me on a driving lesson years ago, <laughs> like six years ago. You had the radio like, on a driving lessons. Yeah, I went loud. Yeah, because I was getting more confident with driving, so we put radio on. Put, put radio, radio on. I'm like, no. oh, uh, could you switch it onto? Because I can't remember what we're on. And he goes, I can flip it up to Radio Two if you want. And he put Radio Two on, and, and Sledgehammer came on. I'm like, yeah, this is more like it. And I realised I'm old now. Yeah. So I don't that because every time I turn Radio 2 on, it's stuff I don't like, so I don't like either one. We're a six music household, mainly. Rapongi 3K with Rocky Romero, Show and Yo defeated Ryusuke Taguchi, Shota Amino, and Ren Narita in a it... match that we didn't see because <laughs> the tickets said 6 <laughs> o'clock and the website said 5.30, so we and... went with the tickets. We were wrong, too. Yeah, <laughs> the website was correct. Uh, this was a really fun match. It was really great how over everyone in the match was, including the two young lions. And I know Sh- uh, Shota Umino has had the little push being involved with John Moxley, um, but Ren Narita was over in his spots as well, and he's a really great talent. They've got two young lions there who are both going to be big for them. I feel like Shota Umino always already looks like a heavyweight, and is very capable and then Renderita is excellent. Reis Kitaguchi was over as hell just because he's Reis Kitaguchi and is awesome. Uh, Rapungi 3K was really great but I was thankful that they were in the same match because last year I went to the British J Cup where all three of them were in singles matches so I had to hear their theme maybe eight times. Did R- Rocky Romero do the little dance? Yeah. Good. 
I mean, not good because that means I missed it, but, you know. Who was on commentary for this? Because we could see the commentators here, but I couldn't make out who the fat guy was. It was, uh, I think it was Gino Gambino, from probably, the okay. Australian uh, wrestler, Mr. Juicy. Okay. Um, But then uh, Kevin Kelly was the main commentator. Yeah, I could see Kevin Kelly's bald spot. I just wasn't sure who the other guy was. Yeah, and then they had the Japanese announced team. I can't remember their name. Well, I know where... Uh, not not Milano Andy Boy Simmons came out to do the British title match. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't have Milano Collection AT over, which is sad. Oh. Is he still get... going? He commentates for New Japan on oh, Japanese commentary team. For him. Yeah, because whenever Sonata does the Paradise Lock, he turns around to Milano and gives him a thumbs up. Oh. Because Milano was the one who brought that to Japan. Oh, cool. Is Razor Ramon Hardgate still going? No, no, he retired ages ago. Oh, God. Uh, match two was Kota Ibushi and Juju Robinson against the Bullet Club of Yujiro Takashi and Hikaleo. Uh, so we, we, we walked in part <laughs> way through this and was like, in that, and I said to you, isn't that Kota Ibushi? And you were like, yeah, I think so. It's like, yeah. we've missed this, haven't we? <laughs> so, um, Kota is clearly still injured from the G1. He came out limping, so his ankle's not 100% yet, which is probably why he was in this tag match. Him and Juice make a good tag team, though. Both of these matches ran under nine minutes. Yeah, the first few matches ran quite short, I Yeah, think. put it this way. We were there before six, and the, the second match ended pretty much as soon as we walked into the building. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah this was an enjoyable tag match as well. Um, it was definitely more the Kota Ibushi and Juice Robinson show. Uh, Hikaleu looked all right for how long he's been wrestling and stuff. Uh, I've never been a big to- Tokyo Pimp fan, so, yeah... I never got that he's a heavyweight. It just don't look right because he, he looks like a child compared to everyone else in the heavyweight division. Match three, the first match that we actually got to see. Oh, uh, can I just mention one little thing from the end of that match? Uh, there was a girl who wanted her towel to be wiped on Kotoribushi, which is a kind of tradition on Japanese shows. That's why they all sell the towels because the fans give them to them after the match and they wipe themselves with them and give them back. So Juice Robinson asked for the towel to be thrown to him and he toweled down Kotoribushi very thoroughly like between the cheeks thoroughly and then threw it back to the girl and I was like yeah did she smell it I I said I'm surprised she doesn't have it wrapped around her head because if if you'd gone that far to throw it up and that had happened you'd fully commit to the bit and you'd be like right tie it around my head for the rest of the show wouldn't you it were hot in there though yeah it were pretty warm it got really warm I had a tracksuit on me yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you were representing, weren't you? You, yeah. were, you? you were ring crew eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, so Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles off of Chaos uh, defeated Bullet Club of Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasma in a non-title match. I really enjoyed this tag match. Uh, apart from Osprey and Robbie Eagles in their entrance gear looked like the Birds of War from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But they're the Birds of Prey. Yeah, they're the Birds of Prey. I found that out afterwards and it made me laugh even more. Um, yeah, this is a really great match. El Fantasmo is great as a heel, even though we went a bit far with his comment the other week. Um, Taiji Ishimori, I just love saying his name, Taiji Ishimori. And He's wrestled in the UK before, yep. Coventry. So... Yeah, this was a really fantastic tag match, and I like the, uh, the storyline they're doing with Osprey and El Fantasmo, where um, for all the time that Osprey like, is a new Marty Skrull, that's what it's become where he can beat him in tag matches, but in singles, he just can't get the job done against El Fantasmo. And it's definitely building to them having a big title match, probably at King of Pro Wrestling. You'd have to expect so, wouldn't you? They're but having they, a tag title having, match. I was yeah. going to say they're having a tag title match, aren't they? Junior tag titles on the line. Yeah. Because Will Ospreay challenged him to it, challenged him to it after at the end of the match. Yeah. Yep. 
That was fine. Ten minutes, like I say, it was a really yeah, it was good ten match, minutes. Yeah. Quite a sprint, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, then, right, Los Ingobernables, the Japan. Naito uh, and Sonada. Naito and Sonada defeated the Bullet Club of Jay White and Chase Owens. Get I thought one person was... taking the pinfall in this match <laughs> all the way around. It's like if you'd seen on a on a house show a few years ago, Stone Cold and Triple H against The Rock and Orlando Hurricane. <laughs> You know where you know where the pinfalls going. Yeah, uh, this match was really good, and I love that they were using this show also to build to their next shows. They carried on the storyline a little bit with Sonada and Naito, where there seems to be some dissension from Sonada, but also um, Naito with his demeanor, where he clearly hates Jay White, so he'll take it as slow as possible until there's a moment where he can attack Jay White and beat him down as much as possible, and he'll go for it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this tag match. I thought it was really good. I expected the intermission to be after this match, but we didn't get an intermission because it was live on fight. Um, but yeah, another really good tag match that did well to build future stories while also being a good self-contained little thing. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, contained little thing and uh, building off of the previous night, so the tag title match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship was Aussie Open, who beat Everyone in that uh, Rev Pro title tournament. Yeah, sure. Samuels and Josh Bodum is who they beat in the final. Good. Uh, face the... Oh, oh wait, what are you going to talk about Rev Pro, by the way? Are we going to talk about... Yeah, if you want. Stone Cold Andy Quilden. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about what happened at Rev Pro? Oh, so, I've seen that picture so many times now of Andy Quilden squaring up to David Starr. But they always crop David Starr out, so it's just Andy Quilden doing the Ms. Dad pose. Yeah, have you seen the things where it's Quilden versus Ms. Dad? <laughs> no. I definitely want to see that. Oh, dear. Rev Pro had some kind of match. I, I don't know the real context. It was... It. So David Starr's always claimed there's a conspiracy against him in Rev Pro, so he challenged Andy Quilden to take over the company, and Andy Quilden picked Will Ospreay as his guy, and uh, the match went 48 minutes or something like that. Uh, on an already overrunning show, uh, apparently it was a really, really great match, and Osprey really went for it in it. But and Will Osprey won in the end, so David Starr is done with Rev Pro apparently. Yeah, it was his career that was online. I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah, Stone Cold Andy Quilden showed him, showed him the door, baby. What a guy. <laughs> so yeah, like I say, on that same show, Aussie Open beat uh, Shas Anders and Josh Josh, Josh Bowden. To the finish winner. was messed up or something, weren't it? Yeah, it seems like the referee counted Josh Bodum's shoulders down when he wasn't supposed to, maybe. And Bodum reacted badly. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it helps, though, uh, I don't care because that meant Aussie Open won. Yeah. <laughs> Aussie Open were very, 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 very over. So were Gorillas of Destiny, actually. Considerably over, considering, like... Yeah, but the uh, Mint. Yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, and not... they'd not been over to the UK as a team before. Uh, like, do you not part. like it when when he like slithers down to the ring? They are just an I ultra really cool because you weren't watching. I had to nudge you and be like, "Watch this bit," and he was slithering on ramp, uh, like a slithery yeah. snake. All right. So uh, at Rev Pro, God showed up as a surprise after that tag match and had a face off with Aussie Open, and apparently the reaction was crazy. I mean, he did used to be Camacho. Don't forget. Not that. the one that slithers. No, I know, but you know, no. Tangaloa used. Yeah, to be Tangaloa Camacho. used to be Camacho. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this match was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this match. Um, it looks like from the post-match promo that Aussie Open are going to be in New Japan kind of frequently now. They both said and that it this tag is league a start. Or tag league coming up soon, so I'm guessing they'll be over for that. Um, 
it's about time because they're just a fantastic team. And this match the, was brilliant. They're one of these teams as well. When I when I watch them, I think you're a really great team. You work really well together. You will never get your shot in WWE. And I'm not saying they could never go there. I'm just saying that that what they do now will never happen in WWE. Yeah, genuine. It could happen in NXT UK, I suppose. I'm sure they've been offered a contract. I'm sure they've rejected it. Um, could happen in NXT proper NXT again. I don't know if they've been involved in it, whatever. But that's why I think they're perfect for someone like New Japan because mm. what they can do and what they do do will work in a New Japan environment where it wouldn't work at all in WWE. The fans are going to love Mark Davis over there. They're going to love both of him, but when Mark, I love Mark Davis's hot tag where he, he runs in and the the guy always tries to close him and he just runs straight through it into his opponent. Did you notice that uh, Mark Davis didn't do his pile driver? He doesn't do it in tag matches that often. Uh, you know, he only does it in singles matches. Didn't, yeah, we, didn't we see him do it in a tag match? Did I think the first so, time yeah, I ever saw him he, do it was a tag match. He doesn't do, him in, do it in tag matches that often. Uh, I, I just assumed that they took one look at that pile driver and went, no, no, you're all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Wait till we talk about next match when we talk about possible head and head and neck injuries. Well, yeah. Uh, no, we'll no, see. but I mean, th- Tamatonga looks at it and went, "Yeah, I'm not taking that." <laughs> that was a good um, Sonata and Evil took. He used to do the spot with where he he'd um, get one guy in powerbomb position. Someone would come over and try and punch him. He'd hold onto their hand and then powerbomb the other one with one arm. Sonata and Evil actually took that, <laughs> like okay. the one arm powerbomb. It's making him look strong. The next match was for the Never Overweight uh, Championship, which was Kenta defeating Tomohiro Ishii to win the Never title. That, is that the third or fourth Never title reign where it's ended with no victories for the champion? <laughs> there's been several. I think ne- there's been a few recently. It's turned yeah. into that six man that they should have brought over just so they could do more title training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, who is oh, the by the man? way, so in the opening match, they announced for Kitaguchi as uh, one third of the six man tag champions. And I'd forgot that. I think it's him, Yano, and Makabe. Makabe hasn't been on shows recently, so... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just swap him for Daniel Makabe. He'll be fine. Well, yeah. When he said uh, Makabe, then I was like, no, who are you talking about? Then I realised. That one's definitely Makabe. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I thought... I know we're going to talk about the ending of the match and all that stuff. I thought this match was absolutely fantastic and had so many moments where I was just like, oh, God. And then there was a genuine, oh, God. <laughs> um, so there's a spot in this match where Kenta hits Ishii with a German suplex. And from the video, it looks like Ishii kind of lands on his head, like lands on Kenta's head. Ishii gets straight back up and suplexes Kenta, who lands right on the back of his head, and then gets up and Ishii headbutts him. And it's yeah. not his usual worked headbutt. He, like, he, he didn't full force it, but he headbutted him. And that... Like those three shots in a row did Kenter in, and he just collapsed into a heap when he tried to power slam him. Just looking, by the way, the last uh, the last uh, never openweight champion to defend his title successfully was Will Ospreay. Oh, yeah, it's far and back he now. lost it back in March or April. He lost it in April. Yes, yeah. you know when he lost it, Daryl. You were there. Well, what it oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden. It was, mate. Yeah. Yeah, he lost it to Jeff Cobb, and then Jeff Cobb lost it to Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Tai Chi lost it to Ishii. Yeah. Uh, and then Ishii has lost it here. Before that, Ibushi had also managed to successfully defend it, but uh, again, the three previous to that had had. Oh no, Ibushi didn't. Sorry, excuse me. Oh, did he? Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Hold on. Ah, I've lost what's happened here. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I don't know. Anyway, the point. Anyway, is... <laughs> yeah. So 
someone countered after that bit happened where Kenta clearly got knocked out. He took 37 further shots to the head in that match. It went on for another nine minutes. Including that big slap battle they had at the end where they were full-on slapping each other in the face. It was just, like, looking back on it, like, obviously, maybe they should have called an audible and got the Grills Destiny out there at that moment, do the distraction, Kenta wins. Um, not go on for another nine minutes. But when you're in the moment of that match, as a fan, like, you think, okay, Kent is okay. Like, he looks a bit shaky, but he's okay. This match is awesome, uh, and that selfish part kicks in, but maybe they should have ended this match sooner for Kent's sake because he couldn't even get up on the ropes to lift the title afterwards. Yeah. It was quite... It, watching it back, it looks awful. It yeah, it doesn't look good. It's probably yeah, it's quite a significant, uh, quite a significant strike that he took to the old the old noggin. There. Yeah, Kent is not having much luck. Nope. Tell you else is not having much luck. He's old uh, Zaki No Belt. <laughs> Zack Sabre Universe Tanahashi for the British Heavyweight Title. Yeah. Uh, this match was fantastic. I really enjoyed this. Um, this is these two have had great matches all year. And this match I really, really enjoyed. I think, probably because I was there live, so you might have a, well, you're probably the better one to judge this. I thought this was the best match that they've had this year. Because they, they were at Madison Square Garden against one, of, one another. Uh, I enjoyed them both. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not really one for ranking matches against other matches, to be honest. Uh, I suppose when you've seen as many New Japan matches as you as Daryl, uh, <laughs> well, I guess after a while. Yeah, depends. they're all, yeah. Being yeah. the New Japan expert. But yeah, this match was fantastic. Tanahashi winning the British heavyweight title, uh, which means Andy Coulton's got to put his hand in his pocket and book him, I guess. Unless, or just well, fight him. Yeah, just uh, yeah. Yeah, fight him yourself. Stone Cold Andy Coulton against Tanahashi. <laughs> We're all paid to see it, won't we? <laughs> this is the best Tanahashi's looked in months as well. Like, even better than, like, I think, even his G1 performances all looked a bit stilted compared to this. Like, he looked back on form these few weeks after G1's done him some good. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this match. Yep, Mint, loved it. Uh, and then the main event, this was the roof, the thing that blew, blew off the roof. Like, the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, uh, Kazuchika Okada against Minoru Suzuki. Oh. Daryl, having yes. already seen a IWGP Heavyweight Championship change, were you? How did you feel about this? Were you nonplussed? Or? Well, our seats you couldn't see the screen. Yeah, that didn't help. So, like, I had to explain to you why there was cheers and boos, didn't I? Yep. Because uh, obviously everyone boos Brock Lesnar because they don't know wrestling. Um, clearly, <laughs> like because like Brock didn't get booed. Are you sure? Because yeah, I, I've Brock listened, didn't get booed. Because I listened to a podcast where they said that Brock did get booed. Cause no, I, I, cause other I people in the listing got booed more than him. Who else got booed? I think Bob Sapp got booed. Why? I don't know. Racist. Yeah. Who was the other one who got booed? There was another one later on. I can't remember who the other one, notable one who got booed was. But Probably yeah. Jay White. Nah, Jay White didn't get booed. Oh, he got like a, a kind of boo, yeah. But more as a boo, you're a heel than boo, oh, we okay. don't, we're unhappy you won the title. Um, but yeah, so you didn't get this at Madison Square Garden. How was Kazanina? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was, entrance. yeah, it was surprising. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, that, I, that was like it's always amazing. What what is that? Part of it. 
uh, become the wind it means it's okay. his entrance music i know it's his entrance yeah. music i didn't know what it meant yeah because he came the wind enough became... to blow the roof <laughs> off Whoa. yeah because suzuki is over as hell in england because he's been over here quite a bit recently and he's fantastic and we appreciate him <laughs> i assume that's why he was given the title match in the first place yeah so yeah. that didn't surprise me too much that's a great bit of booking by new japan by the way into like not just in terms of him being in that match but the way he wasn't in the g1 so then when he faced off against okada he was fresh in him so he could beat him and then challenge for the title and that's a great bit of like it's why new japan are really good at this type of thing yeah this thing about new japan not having storylines but they kind of did this summer perfectly for suzuki to be in this position and then the match happened in england was better than it happened in japan because the crowd was split for it like not only wanting to see a title change but wanting to see suzuki as champion and this match was fantastic i really loved this match yeah, quality. Yeah, Okada was on point all the way through. Okada's Okada. Like, he's probably the best wrestler in the world. And Suzuki is just such a perfect opponent for him. Because for all the flash of Okada and the style, you've got Suzuki there just laying in those elbows that you could hear just, like, ricochet around the arena. Yeah, they were disgusting. <laughs> yeah, the noise those elbow shots make. Because, like, we found out last year about it when he wrestled Ishii in the, at uh, Manchester. And ever since then, it's been getting the crowd to shush before it hits it. It's just so you can hear that, like, part slap, part fud echo through an arena. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> I liked the amount of times they teased the pile driver as well. Yeah. The reaction of the crowd as well was perfect. Especially the last one where he got him all the way up and you, you heard the crowd gasp. Like, he's going to hit it. And if he hits it, because it's been a protected finisher, if he hits it, it's over. And the crowd kind of, like, was disappointed when Okada started kicking his feet again. Yeah, because everyone wants to see a title change, but you can't yeah. all go to Madison Square Garden, guys. <laughs> but yeah, like part of it was because they want to see a title change, but the other part is just rooting for Suzuki. Like Fans love him in England. I, I love Suzuki. He's a terrifying man, but in the best way. I absolutely love the guy, and this match was fantastic. He's 50 years old, and he can have matches like that. Like that go. How long did it go? Have you got the... 33 minutes and 25 seconds. Yeah, 50-year-old having a match of that quality that goes over half an hour at 50. Like, it's fantastic. Like, he's in better shape now than I ever will be. Yeah, but you don't know what's going to happen later in life. <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I would have to say you probably won't be dead later in life. Just, just on a semantic point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was... I sort of thought it during the show, but it was only in this match where it really hit home for me. This is just a perfect venue for something like New Japan. Like, obviously, it's set up for a ring to be uh, the focal point yeah. of attention. Um, it was... Uh, there was tiered seating around, but it wasn't huge. It's just 6,000 or so, which is just the right sort of... Uh, you know, right sort of size, right sort of volume, if you like. Yeah. Um, the sound carries really well through that arena. Well, like I well. say, that, yeah. that that Suzuki and uh, Akana match just blew the roof off with the reactions. The reactions to the the um the entrances. Never mind the reactions to the match. Yeah. Go. It'll be on the thousand people's Twitter feeds because everyone will have taken a video of Kazunina because it was so loud when everyone sang that line. Like it's just amazing. It was quality. And I really hope, like, there's talk of them coming back. I don't know how much of that is just bluster. Uh, there was um, someone suggesting, because the G1s, they're talking about doing it in the fall. Yes, I saw that. And someone Autumn. suggested... 
Okay. Yeah, he's right at the autumn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone suggested that they should do the opening night of A Block in America again and open night of B Block in the UK, which would be fantastic. I'd be up it, for that. Yeah, but they'd have to do it like a few days apart, wouldn't they? Because, Maybe like two days apart. No, because like the a, on the A Block, don't they then do like tag matches? Is it... Yeah, the B Block do tag matches. Yeah, yeah. Time. So they'd have to have a few days apart to do yeah. it. Yeah. That'd be right. That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Would it do that. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do just, just do it. Yeah. yeah, we'll have it. Cheers. We might, we might end up with a G one special first because remember, G one special. <laughs> it's G one special. <laughs> I saw people comment as well saying this is the type of show that they should have had in America the first time. Um, what because good. the first American show was the U.S. title tournament. Yeah. Which had a few extra people, and whereas this was a proper New Japan pay per view. Bit in the UK, and it, it was also better than those New Japan shows they did where they had a New Japan shows and no one could get a visa. <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> without <laughs> Fantasma and no one else. I don't bring them on a like trainees or whatever. Great O'Khan was on those shows. Was Brett Titus he, on it because like he could have been on it. Great O'Khan was the only Japanese wrestler, I think, wasn't he? Because he already had a visa to work for Ring of Honor, even though we don't know what's happened to him. He just disappeared. He'll, he'll turn up at Wrestle Kingdom and he'll be called something else. No, he'll be called the Great O'Khan and he'll have his little mist and it'll be brilliant. All right. Can't bit wait. Like, bit like Great Mooter, isn't it? You've seen the Great Mooter, haven't you? I have seen the Great Mooter. Oh. Joey wrestled when I saw him. Who did he wrestle when you saw him? <laughs> Justin Thunderliger. Justin mate. Thunderliger, brilliant. They're I... doing a figure of Justin Liger. Are they? Yeah, so. Um, it, it, no, they the showed a picture of. No, they showed a picture of the figure. They showed a, like, a picture of him. Um, this company called Storm Collectibles. Who uh, they've got the license to do six-inch Hogan figures because Mattel aren't touching that racist with a barge pole. Uh, yes. They also do um, fig- six-inch figures of Mike Tyson because nobody's touching that rapist with the barge pole. <laughs> um, well, what's Justin Thunder Liger done? You don't want to know. No, evidently not. That's why he leaves that mask on. Evidently, that's right. Keishin Liger though, telling what he's done. Mm. <laughs> Reference. That's great. Right. I hope you enjoyed our bumper show this week. That was. We had a bumper preview show, so we had to have a bumper review show. That's how things had to go. And we didn't even get to talk about Bailey turning heel. What a shame. Sorry, uh, she'll be a face next week, so it's all right. Well, yeah, probably. That's, that's, that's she was pretty honest. much a face on SmackDown for half of it, so it's fine. I'm sure she was, because once she turned heel, everyone cheered. Yeah. Great. Love it. That's it for the Royal Gumble for this week. Don't forget to go to facebook.com slash Royal Gumble. Um, once again, if you uh, if you are someone who is planning to go to the Breed Show, don't forget to go to breedwrestling.co.uk. Just find out what the situation is there. Um, you can find us on Twitter at RoyalGumblePod. You can find us on Instagram also at RoyalGumblePod. Uh, our website is RoyalGumble.co.uk, which is where you can get the latest episode of the podcast. And that is it. Say goodbye, Dan. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, Daryl. Goodbye, everybody. You can't slander the dead.